Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm a mom and the founder and chief creative officer of Author Accelerator. I'm Melanie. I'm a mom and a writer, and I'm pitching my first novel. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm a mom and a writer pitching my first middle grades novel. Welcome to Mom Writes. This season is all about the ups and downs of pitching. Join us as we prepare to pitch, weather rejections, change course, and hopefully celebrate getting agented. Mom Writes, as always, is sponsored by Author Accelerator, a book coach certification company. If you're a writer and you've ever been jealous of the amazing coaching experience that Melanie and I have had over the course of the last two hundred and fifty podcast episodes, why not head over to AuthorAccelerator.com, where they'll match you with one of their certified book coaches based on your project and your goals. The matching service is free. Or if you've ever listened to one of our episodes and thought, man, Jenny's job is the dream. I want to help writers bring their books to life. Well, Author Accelerator also trains book coaches in their certification program. They have courses for coaching fiction and nonfiction and a course on the business of book coaching. You can sign up for their free all about book coaching video series at www.bookcoaches.com forward slash ABC. And now buckle up for this emotional roller coaster on season three of Mom Writes as we take on pitching. Okay, so today I send out my first pitch. Um, This episode is being released as close to real time as I can get it. So you, my lovely listeners, are pretty much caught up when it comes to me and Mel and where we are with our books. Uh, By the way, Mel is on today's episode to give us a little update. And I have to say that Query Day was very, very memorable for me, but not in a way that you might think. So at the end of this episode, I hit send, Mel and Jenny and I have a celebratory toast, and then we hang up. Um, I finished my champagne, but I'm kind of a lightweight, you guys, so I was feeling pretty good about half an hour later when a neighbor starts honking his horn in my driveway. So I go outside to find him yelling over my gate, your pigs are out, your pigs are out. So, for those of you who don't know, I have three ginormous pigs. They collectively weigh somewhere in the ballpark of a thousand pounds. So I run out into my barnyard where I find there is a pig-sized hole in my back fence. It's very reminiscent of the Muppet Show when Gonzo goes through a wall and leaves a Gonzo-shaped hole. Only this was a pig-shaped hole in my privacy fence. So I dive through the hole and start calling my pigs. Now, luckily, my pigs are quasi-obedient and they recognize me as the food lady. So I say quasi-obedient because they were happy to follow me until they realized I had no food on my person and they split up. I spent half an hour tipsily chasing three pigs down the street and in and out of neighbors' yards. At one point, I am not too proud to admit that Ray Ray, my biggest pig, when trying to elude me, ran me over and made me pee my pants. So thankfully at this point, I was also covered head to toe in mud from trying to tackle the pigs who had rolled in a muddy ditch. So no one could tell that a 350 pound pig had headbutted me in the bladder. Don't worry, pigs are back. My fence is fixed, my pants are clean. Uh, But that my friends made my query day extra memorable. 
So, welcome back to Mom Rights. Let's do it. Cold. They won't let you no. in right now. So. They won't let you. Oh my gosh, Mel! <laughs> Hi. We have a special guest. <laughs> Surprise. Are you in your new place? I am. I'm in my new place. I'm in my basement office, which is actually surprisingly sunny this time of day. So, wow! Um, and Abby, are you like dressed up for the occasion? Um, I wore my Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy "Don't Panic" T-shirt, <laughs> which I felt like was super appropriate. And what is behind you? Um, this is because we're officially now those people who at any given point during the day, there's at least one person on a Zoom call, so it's a screen. But I made the screen, see Beatrix is too private. She doesn't want anyone to see anything. So she likes to be kind of, you know. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I I made this one for her. It's um, a wallpaper from Spoonflower that it's a bunch of banned books. It's the circulation cards from banned books. Wow. So you got wallpaper and put it on a screen? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a wooden, it's, it's all wooden. And so I just wallpapered, I painted it and wallpapered it with banned books, which I felt like was really cool. So I just want to, I just want to like come back as Abby, the crafter mom, (laughs) because like one day in the life of you as a mom, I did as many cool things in like three years. (laughs) <laughs> no, listen, my standards have really gone downhill in 2020, so don't, don't compare yourself to me anymore. You're still the Pinterest mom. You still have 10 times more energy than I will have at any given day. So, <laughs> Wow, this is, there's a lot to take in here. Well, um, are, we, are we starting? Are we already in it? Do we have to do official starts? No, I say we just jump right in. Hello. Hello, Mom Rights listeners. <laughs> so um, tell me, I want to hear, um, I, wanna, I have so many questions for you. Um, you said that a lot of people know that you're pitching because you've been very public about this moment <laughs> in your life, um, which is very you-like. Um so what has that been like people uh, supporting you? Like your your writer, your writer world, right? That you've well, made. I have to say that every text message, email, phone call that I got today has pretty much made me cry, which is ridiculous. And I didn't think was going to happen because up until I would say 12 o'clock last night, <laughs> I was calm cool, collected. I'm like, whatever. It's just another day like any other. And then I woke up in the middle of the night with this knot in my stomach that I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm sending this out into the world tomorrow. And I just got emotional. So I don't know why. And then I had a dream that I was Beverly Cleary pitching the Ramona Quimby books and that I wrote my query letter in verse complete with an illustration of Ramona Quimby. And it was beautiful. And I framed it and put it on the wall instead of sending it out. (laughs) Interesting choice. (laughs) And, And so what are some of the things that you're feeling? Yes. 
I said to I said to Sean earlier, and I think I even said it in an email to you, Jenny. I'm like, I'm kind of terrified. No matter how this turns out, like I'm terrified that no one's going to want the book, but I'm equally parts terrified that somebody will want the book, and then it has to go live out in the world with all the mean people. Because yeah. 2020 has kind of brought out all the mean people, and I'm like, oh, my baby. Yeah. So there's a lot I don't of know. mean people. Yeah, they mm. will be mean. That's true. But don't but, you feel also um, some 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 sense of pride, like in what <laughs> you've done. I do. I do. I'm just. Um, I think I'm still kind of in shock, though, that I actually did it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's still not there. It's still not 100%. And, like, I was talking to KJ the other day, and she's like, yeah, you're still going to have to revise it, like, 10 more times. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. But, um, you know, this it's a big milestone. So. Very big. I'm ready. Proud. Yeah. <laughs> Sink or swim, baby. Melanie, come be with me when I press send because we're friends. We have to do it all together. Yep, so, that's right. Um, so not to put you on the spot, Mel, but I'm going to. Okay. Um, <laughs> why I'm here. Well, no, that's not why I'm here at all. <laughs> so you've had a hard 2020. You've had all the things and the moves and what have you, and you're yeah. not pitching today. I'm not pitching today, no. Like, are you, what are you feeling? I'm fine. I'm fine. Because I know I will. Well, no, I know I will pitch. It's just yeah. a matter of time. I'm done. Yeah. I'm doing my agent research. So it's so a you're on your way. I'm on my way. Yep. I'm here to send Abby off into the sky and I will follow sometime. But I mean, I think just as we should take a moment to talk about how beautiful that is because you guys are, are like BFFs in real life, but you're also writer pal BFFs and you like are so supportive of each other and that's beautiful. I think a lot of times friends are like, you know, secretly want the other one to fail or secretly, you know, raging jealousy. And you guys are just lovely the way you you're there for each other. I think it's beautiful. Well, we bonded over raspberries, right, Melanie? And we've been inseparable ever since. It's true. It's All these true. years. <laughs> Do they know the story of the raspberries? I don't know. I don't know that anybody oh, knows. I don't know the story of the raspberries. What is so, it? I barely know the story of the raspberries. <laughs> I was told that I would be friends with Abby because we had a favorite fruit in common. <laughs> yeah, not, so Sean, Sean is, is best friends with Melanie's husband, Mike, and they met in graduate school, and they met each other. And they loved each other. We call it the bromance. We were pretty sure that if we weren't in the picture, they would just marry each other and live happily <laughs> ever after. And so Sean came home um, his first weekend back from graduate school. And he said to me, oh, my God, I've met the best guy. His name is Mike. And you're going to love his wife, Melanie. You're exactly alike. And I was like, oh, we are? We're so alike. Like, I was like, tell me about it. Like, like how is she like me? And he said, well... You both like raspberries. And then yep. he just ended with raspberries. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and that's kind of where the similarities end. But that's okay. <laughs> I guess we both have brown hair. We both have two kids. That's right. And know. we both love raspberries. We both love raspberries writing. And we book. both wrote a book. Yeah. 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 We're I both mean, here. 
that's that's a beautiful uh, beautiful <laughs> um, set of things to have in common. Totally, yeah. Um, so so Abby, um, can we talk a little bit? There's two things I think that are interesting about where you are today. So um, I estimate that you've probably uh, written somewhere around. 45 versions of your query letter. <laughs> Not fair so. to say. Like actually, right? Like for sure, actually. Um, yeah. Even last night, I was trying to go through and take out adjectives. I was like, <laughs> there's too many adjectives in my query letter. Is that how you say that word? Adjective? I, I was like, adjective? Oh, did adjective. I say it wrong? I mean, I'm only a writer. Whatever, Wait, it's I'm a word. Wondering, am I saying it wrong for my 56 years? I say adjective. There you go. I just slur it all together because I grew up in the South. Does that? Uh, That's acceptable. That's acceptable. Okay. okay. Just so we know. Adjective. How do you say? <laughs> how do you say crayon? Oh, I say crayon. Sean okay. says crown. Wow. I make fun of him. That's a Philadelphia thing. Okay. <laughs> Just had to check. <laughs> okay, so now we're all set on that. But like many, many, many versions of this query letter, and um, but but for good reason because it's a thing of amazing beauty. So, what just how have you felt about that process of constant iterations, and and how do you feel about it today? Okay, so all the iterations were freaking painful. Can I just throw that out there? First of all, how does anybody do this on their own? I have no idea how they do it on their own. Because <laughs> I write something and I think, that was amazing. And then I send it to a book coach and they're like, you're being lazy, we need to fix this. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Call me out. <laughs> but to me, I'm... I'm a terrible summarizer to begin with, but trying to put all 55,700 words of a book into like two or three small paragraphs is harder than writing the actual book. A lot of people say that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think just getting that part right was hard. Getting... The bio was hard because writing about yourself, I think, is hard. And like, what, what do they actually want to know about me? So I tried to give a lot of literary references and make it sound fancy. And then I ended up taking all that crap out. Um, but then what do you say about them that doesn't sound the agent, that doesn't sound like you're just blowing smoke up their butt? And then but you picked this agent. So just to remind people, you're going out to one agent and, and you very, very deliberately and carefully have picked that one. And, and so it's, that's kind of an interesting way of moving forward, but you felt super strongly about this person. I have not been able to let her go since I came across her bio on her website where she said there's enough true suffering in life. Kids don't need to read about it. And like I get choked up just thinking about it right now because I identify so strongly with that. And so I and she also said in her bio that she thinks that book characters are like treasured friends to children. And I also identify very strongly 
with that sentiment. And so, um, yeah, so I, I really just wanted to go out to her first. Um, her agency's website does say we strongly encourage you to query other agencies as well. And I was like, oh, well, right there, I'm breaking our first rule. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. You're you're saying you're saying that you're why you're doing it and that you're doing it and you know, I mean it's like a weird combination of um pitching is a weird combination of making a business decision because you're seeking a business partner and also like wild emotional, you know, what I had client savings to me during the agent research. My favorite all time was somebody said to me. I still like her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the book business is hard. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I know there's like nothing about this person's face that you could identify was a problem anyway. But but it was like, okay, then then you're not pitching her, you know, like so it's this bizarre combination of, you know, I don't know, but but I mean something should be said about about um, choosing because I think a lot of people feel the way that you feel, Abby, where there's mm -hmm. one or usually it's one where it's just like, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one. And if you, I mean, there's two things to say about that. And one thing is if you were to get this agent and you were to sign with this agent, you have to be careful not to think like, you know, I signed with my fairy godmother and she will now wave a magic wand and make all the things perfect. Like, you know, you still have to keep your head on, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and realize it's a business decision and it's a business practice and that's what you will be doing with this person. And then on the flip side, if you don't land this agent, it can't be like, now there is no one in the universe that could do what I need an agent to do, you know? So yeah. I think you have to hold both of those truths in your head. And um, I think that that's similar to the truth that writers have to hold in their heart, which is, you know, kind of what you were alluding to, like simultaneously, I think what I've written is the most brilliant thing ever in the entire world. And simultaneously, I think it's crap and nobody will. I said that earlier, like depend, my pendulum swings from thinking I'm brilliant all the way to this is the biggest piece of crap that I've ever written in my whole life and nobody's going to want to read it. And I feel like there's very little in between. You're either one or the other. Yeah. So but it, I did say to Sean earlier today, um, so he was like, well, why are you so nervous? And I couldn't exactly explain it. But I just said to him, you know, I, I know that ultimately I'm going to end up with the agent that I'm supposed to end up with, whether it's now or 50 agents from now. Like somehow I want to be paired with that one person who's like, I get you. I like you. Let's make this happen. And so, you know, it's just a matter of flush pile, right? At this point, since I'm not going to pitch a Twitter contest, I refuse. <laughs> so um, can you remind me why that that is? I mean, I think it's a super valid, um, valid stance. And I, I, I've seen a lot of people be really damaged in those contests. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know there's a lot of people that have done really well in them as well. But 
what what are your thoughts on that i don't i don't get twitter that's my thought. I don't get it. Fair. <laughs> Is that valid enough? Totally I don't really know how Twitter works. I'd have to learn the Twitter in order to do it. <laughs> but you've been, um, you've been on the Instagram. I've been on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. not much, but I've been on that one. Yeah. yeah. I've been on the Facebook, but the, the Facebook. Twitter, the Twitter I don't get, so... Um, and you, um, I mean, I feel like in this whole time that you've written this book and done all the pitch prep work and all that, you've also built up, um, a real network of writers and writer friends and writer pals. I mean, that's been a huge part of what you guys have been doing out here with mom rights. Yeah. Yeah. I Uh think so. I hope so. I know that we've met a lot of, um, nice people like online, but also in real life. Jenny, when we did all the retreats, I feel like you meet those writers and because you met them online first, you feel like you already have this established connection with them and then it just cements it like in your heart. And it's, it's really nice. I mean, it's a, I keep telling my girls, you know, with the whole virtual school thing, and right now they're thrown into these classes with 40 other kids that live all over the state of Florida, and they're like, I can't make friends on the internet. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yes, you can make friends on the internet. That's a thing. That's like a thing that people do. I've done it. All my writer friends are friends from the internet. Isn't it weird to think, um, I mean, I wonder if we'll ever be able to get together like that again, you know, like, yeah. in real life. who knows, maybe, tw- maybe Twitter friends or internet friends is all we get now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good Just thing we do. got, it's a good thing we got so good at it before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you have to make new friends in your new town, Mel? Um, sort of. I mean, we actually have some family here and I have some old friends here that I've been friends with for years. So we already have connections here. It's nice to have that. Um, but I have met a few people. My neighbors are really nice. So I think it'll be easier once we can go out and do things. Yeah. Right now we're just kind of stuck in the house. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, so Abby, do you want to read us your query letter, which is a thing of great beauty? I am totally happy. I sent it to Mel earlier today and she what read did you it. Think, Mel? It's so good. It's so good. It's like the dream query letter. It's just, I'm like, wow, this is hitting like all the right notes. This is just fantastic. So I am, if you did mention jealousy, I am jealous of the query letter, but <laughs> if I work hard, maybe I can approach the same level of greatness. <laughs> 45 iterations down the road, Mel, you could have right? this. So. Right. 45. Okay, well, here, I have my new progressive lens glasses on, which are going to help me read this because I'm old. Those glasses, I, I don't, you know, you can't hear them on a podcast or see them on a podcast, but they are very snazzy. Thank very. you. Do you know how hard it is to shop for glasses in a pandemic when you're blind? Because not only do you have a mask on and you can't see your face, but you physically can't see anything because you're blind. So I literally just pointed to a pair of glasses on the rack and said, I'll just take those. I'm like, it's a shot in the dark. Let's see if those work for me. (laughs) They're super snazzy. Thank you. All right. So here we go. I said, dear Miss Galt, 10-year-old Bernadette Shell suspects something isn't right with her family. 
Her house is the only one on the street that looks haunted. Her father is a librarian who sends letters on parchment rather than text messages. And instead of going to school where she can make friends with the neighborhood kids, Bernadette gets tutored by a retired pirate rat. When she convinces her father to let her go to school, she's got all the book smarts she needs to ace fifth grade, but not a clue on how to na navigate the savages in the cafeteria, blow off teasing without making a bigger spectacle of herself, or most importantly, recognize a friend from a foe. The last one is a huge pain because when someone draws Bernadette as a purple oaf of a dinosaur, she blames the only person with a purple marker on his desk, Logan. But as her revenge on him backfires, she learns that fitting in doesn't necessarily mean the same as, doesn't necessarily mean being the same as everyone else. See, my bird agrees. So complete at 55,700 words, Miss Shelved is a middle grade version of Jasper Ford's books featuring offbeat characters, flying cars, and talking animals. It's reminiscent of James Riley's Story Thieves, but with less action and more humor. The themes of fitting in while simultaneously embracing your weird will appeal to young readers, and the novel contains plenty of classic literature references to delight any teacher or parent who might be reading this book to their kids. The inspiration for Miss Shelves came from a decade's worth of pretending to be the adult in a ninth grade classroom where I taught drawing and fine art, as well as all those times I hid my own embar amazingly embarrassing father as a kid. Growing up, book characters weren't my only friends, but they were my best friends. After reading your bio, I suspect you are one of the treasured, treasured adults who still remembers that feeling. For this reason, even though your agency encourages querying multiple agencies, I would like to extend you an exclusive look at my query in the following two-week period in hope that my novel might appeal to you. I worked on this book with Miss Jenny Nash, a book coach with a track record of coaching multiple best-selling and award-winning authors. I'm employed as the community and educational manager for Happy Writer, an online community for writers. I'm a member of SCBWI, and my website is www.abbymatthews.org. Thank you for your consideration, Abby Matthews. I actually added in my website because I didn't realize until today, I noticed when reading through her, her website, for the umpteenth millionth time that it said, if you have a website, please include it. Oh, look at so you. I was like, whoa, I caught something. There you <laughs> what go. a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful query. Who wouldn't want to read those tapes? Oh, totally. <laughs> well, you know, Melanie's children were some of my beta readers. Oh, how did that go? Um, they loved it and they would complain every night when I stopped reading. So my favorite is what Evie said when you were done. This was the best book ever. And I wish it were a hundred more pages or I wish it never ended or something like that. Aww. It was the sweetest. She loved it. She's like, is there another one? <laughs> oh, is there another one, Abby? Well, actually, so um, like your newsletter says, you should be working on something while you're pitching, right? So I'm working on two things. One, I'm writing my second book, which is not the sequel to this book, because I've heard through the grapevine that sometimes an agent will say to you, I love what you've written. I don't think I can sell it. I'd love to represent you. What, do, you know, what else do you have? Or maybe not, I love to represent you, but what else do you have? So I want to have something in my hand in case somebody says that. So I've already started outlining um, a second book that's a Pippi Longstocking retelling. Oh, cool. 
And so I've got that that I'm working on, but also I am taking a kintsugi class with a Japanese master of the craft in New York City, and it's a live online workshop. It's the Japanese art of mending broken things. And Ooh. so... What sorts of things does one mend? Um, so for class, we're taking four weeks to mend a chipped piece of pottery. So I collect fiesta ware. I have plenty of chipped fiesta wares. I just picked a piece and sent him the picture and he said, oh, that's, that's perfect. So you mend it with gold because the idea is that something that's broken and been repaired is more beautiful than something that was perfect to begin with. So, wow. so do you, do you have to have like a soldering iron and like some fancy tool? No, it's actually a really ancient craft and you use um, two different types of urashi, which is a derivative of poison ivy, actually. So the um, glue that you use is actually toxic before it's dried and cured. So you actually have to be protected. You have to wear gloves and long sleeves. If you get it on you, no, none of the poison ivy remedies sold in the States actually work. Um, because wow. <laughs> nobody here does it. And so they're very cautious about how you have to stay protected when, when you do it. And so, um, anyway, I'm, I've been wanting to learn how to do it for years. And of course, if you look up DIY Kintsugi on Pinterest or something, it's like super glue and gold paint, you know, but I'm, actually learning the traditional craft from a Japanese master. So I'm super excited about that. Um, well, that sounds amazing. And it sounds like it will take your mind off the waiting because there's a, a lot of waiting that can, that can occur. <laughs> so that's perfect. I'm glad you have a thing. That is not a thing I would have expected one to say that they were going to do. That's totally on brand for Abby. <laughs> <laughs> let's pick the hardest, most intricate thing and let's do it from a Japanese master so that we know how to do it the right way. And it's toxic. <laughs> Just to add another degree of difficulty. So. And I convinced my friend Jeffiner to do it with me. So like if I go down, I'm not the only one going down with an itchy rash. So Amazing. Well, um, I know you have some champagne ready. Does, does I do. And as I, I know what we're drinking, I just have water. So I, have, <laughs> I mean, I have water. I was going to pop my sparkly water and put it in a fancy glass. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah. Look, I have a fancy drink, but I'm going to put it in a not fancy glass. <laughs> I have a Welch's grape juice uh, Dr. Ooh. Seuss glass that I'm going to drink my champagne in because I've also poured vodka and Chamborg into this glass because just the champagne's not enough. Right, Melanie? <laughs> Let's take this to another level. Um, can I ask one question before I send this out? Yes, Is sending a pitch at five o'clock, five thirty on a Friday night, like the stupidest time ever to pitch. Because if it is, you know I'm in. <laughs> I mean, it's a little strange, but I I also feel like it's on brand. Because, okay. Yeah. You know, my my thought is like one time while I was making a cold pitch for my book, um, 
my breast cancer book and I was making a cold pitch to Ford Motor Company to do a partnership, which we ended up doing. And they ended up printing a hundred thousand copies of my book with their, with their logo on it. And I worked for them for three years touring around the country. It turned out to be a very good thing. And the, the cold pitch that I made was that I called this person. This was kind of back in the day when there wasn't so much, the internet was not so much a thing. Um, and I, and I called specifically after hours because I didn't want to speak to her. Like I was, <laughs> that was my whole point, right? I wanted to leave a voice message and, and it was super late and she picked up the phone and I was, and I was like, oh, you know, like not what I was expecting. So I think, um, I think based on that track record, you know, maybe it's actually the perfect time to send your query because what is a perfect right. time to send? Yeah. Let it marinate over the weekend. It's fine. Right. That's right. right. All right. Well, I'm ready to pop this. I'm very disappointed that there's a plastic twist off cap well, I'm and pop. not... <laughs> All right, there's yours. Okay, here. Let's see. At least it made a little fizzy noise. Here, I'll just hold up my glass of water. How's that? And it's in a, it's in a pretty glass. Like a you know what? Here's what I'm going to do for you guys. Mel, ready? Mm. I made a clink <laughs> like you. you were. Oh, like yeah. You were. yeah. Here. Uh, ready? See. There we go. <laughs> All right, friends. Here we go. Oh, wait, should I drink as I push send? Well, I think you should push send and then we should toast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ready? Here we go. Okay. Oh, wait, my, it has no subject. Oh, crap. Thank God. It okay, hang on. Matthews, H-E-L-V-E-D. Did I spell it right? M-I-S-S-H-E-L-V-E-D. Okay, Matthews, Michelle. Here we go. Here we go. Great. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Did you say wait? No. Oh. <laughs> wait. <laughs> so toast. Cheers. That was amazing. We should take a screenshot. How can we do that with our Okay. Ready? Everybody just put it up. And then what I'll do is I'll cut it. So here we go. One, two, three. I think yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yay. Good. I'm going to go eat filet mignon. My what? mom and my dad are here. Aww. We're going to have a nice dinner. Yeah. Um, my dad doesn't know he made it into my query letter, so maybe I'll have to read that part to him. Oh. Um. <laughs> it's such a good query letter, and you've worked so hard, and you've done such a good job, and I know that good things are out there for this book, and we don't know how or when it's going to be good things, but I know good things are out there for you in this book. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I love you too. I love you too. I get all sappy now. It's, it's okay. It's been an amazing journey and you've like done it in public. <laughs> uh -huh. And again, true Abby fashion, right? <laughs> Let's just show all our flaws. <laughs> and what did your girls think of it? Do they know what you're doing? Um, my children have not finished reading it. So whereas I had at least two families who literally read it overnight, like in one day, I had out of the 10 people I sent to, for beta reading, I think seven of them came back. 
three of them said to me, we had to pry it out of my child's hands in order to make them go to bed at night. And two of them, actually three of them, because Allegra's family read it all in one day too. They read it all in one day, which to me, I think was kind of a mark of, I don't know, that it was maybe worthy of being published. If you could be happy about that. Hey, you don't want them to put it down. So, so, yeah, that part was good. So. I don't think your kids are a good measure. They're they're your kids, you know. Well, my yeah. kids are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard you talk about this for the last three and a half years, Mom. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like having your husband read your stuff. It's just don't do it. I think he would have finished it though, if I'm being yeah. honest. <laughs> well, huge congratulations! It's been super fun watching you on your way, and we'll see what. So, what are you going? What's going to happen next when you? When you hear, are you going to like, you're going to like open your email on video? What are you going to do? Ooh, should we talk about it? What should I do? Do you want me to wait? I mean, yes. I wouldn't okay. wait. If I got an email back, I'd be or, like, you guys, I'm reading it right now. <laughs> what if I screencast the video because I can use, use Loom, which will capture my screen but also put my video down in the bottom okay that's that good. fair and that's then i'll send it to you fair. immediately yeah. okay yeah immediately i think that's fair okay yeah. all right i think you, that's have plan. you have fun yeah. i'm waiting i'm gonna enjoy <laughs> my sparkly water in my fancy glass on your behalf i'm gonna enjoy my champagne vodka and chamborg water club right here yay <laughs> Yay! Well, <laughs> sending out all the good vibes for Michelle and um, Bernadette in the world, and you all see what transpires. Sounds good. I'll Sounds talk good. to you guys soon. Bye. 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 Yeah.